but it is appealing. Everything the traffic will allow. No where could you have that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow? There's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. Yesterday they told you you would not go far. That night you opened and there you are. Next day on your dressing room they found a star. Let's go on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman. All things theatrical and musical theatre. Some great guests lined up in the first hour. Jamie Chapman, who will be one of the stars of the brand new musical that will be opening in Manchester in November. I should be so lucky. The music is stock Aiken Waterman. A lot more about that a little bit later on. We'll also meet Nathan McMullen, who was recently in the Wagatha Christie saga, which was at the uh, brilliant Larry Theatre in Salford. But he'll be talking about his time in Doctor Who, where he played Wolf the Elf. And also one of the greatest producers of all time, Nick Winston, talks about, well, he actually gives us a little bit of an exclusive. He's working potentially, or wants to work, on a film of Chess the Musical, but talks about his fantastic career. So loads to uh, cram in, really, in the first hour, and then loads of great music in the second hour as well. But first up, last week, I was in London, I was in the West End, I went to watch Book of Mormon for the umpteenth time. It's a brilliant show. Go and see it if you haven't seen it. Here's a song from that, it's called You and Me. I've always had the hope that on the day I go to heaven Heavenly Father will shake my hand and say, You've done an awesome job, Kevin. Now it's our time to go out and set the world's people free. We can do it together, you and me, but mostly me. You and me, but mostly me, are gonna change the world forever. Can do most anything And I can stand next to you and watch Every hero needs a sidekick Every captain needs a mate Every dinner needs a side dish On a slightly smaller plane And now we're seeing eye to eye It's a great we can agree That Heavenly Father has chosen you and me Just mostly me Something incredible I'll do something incredible I want to be the Mormon Who changed all of mankind My best friend Something I've foreseen Now that I'm 19 I'll do something incredible That blows God's freaking mind no limit to what we can do, me and you, but mostly me. 
This is the brilliant you and me, but mostly me from Book of Mormon, the musical, uh, which is running at the West End and it has been doing for nine years now. What a brilliant show. Well, that's exactly what they'll be hoping that the brand new musical I Should Be So Lucky will do. It will initially open in Manchester. The world premiere will be at the Opera House in November. Tickets are on sale now, of course. But we had a sneak preview of the Stock Aitken Waterman musical, which is a joyous celebration of the great music of the 80s that they produced. Uh, the plot we don't know in detail yet, but it starts at uh, the wedding of, of a couple and it doesn't quite go right, but they still go on honeymoon. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? And, of course, they feature the music of Stock Aitken Waterman, including especially for you that uh, Kylie and Jason classic. So we'll meet Jamie Chapman, who's one of the stars of the new show, right after this, which is a performance live in Manchester from just a few days ago, and it's especially for you. <laughs> Chapman and the character I play is Spencer, who is the hotel manager in Turkey, where all the honeymooners come. 
We're here at the launch, which has been very exciting. Pete Waterman's here. Uh, Debbie, is it, who actually wrote the whole thing, is here. And it sounds like this is the show to see. Um, is that how you feel being in it? I mean, obviously, you'd say you would, wouldn't you? There's just such a buzz about it. But, you know, the, I mean, here today is extraordinary. And what it was is I was invited to the very first workshop. We've done two workshops. And almost from the word go, you could tell there was something a bit special about it. I mean, the music. They're just earworms par excellence. And the story that Debbie's created, it's so warm, it's so funny, it's so moving. Come and see it, because it's fabulous. Obviously, uh, it's a jukebox musical. Uh, there are a, quite a few of those. Do you think this is different than, than some of the others that we've seen? Well, I think it certainly is. I mean, you've got to remember, Debbie, who's really famous, of course, for the Nativity films, is an absolute master of putting humour and heart together in the same moment and i always say the best things in the theater are when you because they can make you cry they can make you laugh and if it can also give you some of your favorite songs ever then you're on to a winner she talked about the workshop process and we know that back to the future and juliet ghost and others have all started in manchester and have all started with this workshop process it feels to me although i'm on the outside looking in that actually the most fun i know it's great being on stage is actually the workshop is the creation is how it feels to you as an actor well what's so fascinating about the way debbie works is you never have a script so unlike almost any other musical where you'll start with a script and the script will gradually change you never see a script i've no i mean i I've worked with Debbie for years and years and years. I've never once sat down <laughs> with a script because we improvise and she shapes it. Now, if you try and describe that to someone, they go, well, that can't work for a musical. It does. You never, ever have a script in your hand. But what's so clever, and she does this with her films, I've done Debbie's films as well, is you are putting those words in, they're coming out of your mouth and you're almost making that character. So it almost can't not be natural because it has to come from you. She's so clever. I love working with her. And it just makes it specially good, I think. I'm a big fan of the sitcom Friends, and they often talked about the creation of that as being a working script and then ad-libbing around it. Is that what it was like? Absolutely. So nearly always the best screen work, and I think also theatre work, is when you put it in your mouth. Because the audience aren't daft. They know if it's real or not. You know when you watch something and you just go, oh, this is like people reading it off the page. You never do that in a Debbie Isaac production because you can't. There is no script. But it, she shapes it brilliantly. The best example of this type of musical, although, of course, I haven't yet seen, I should be so lucky, is Mamma Mia, yeah. which has now been running for 24 years yeah. in the West End. Do you think this show, given what you know about it so far in the creation, has that capability? Put it this way. If you like Mamma Mia, you're going to love this one. Because that music, again, like Albert, total earworm, absolute institutions. So they're, they're just brilliant songs. And the same sort of feel-good story. So I think, I think he's put it this way, if you love Mamma Mia, you're going to love this one. Last weekend I was actually at Mamma Mia The Party, oh. in, which is at the O2, which is actually a musical dinner show based on the creation of the musical. I wonder whether at some point there's going to be a Turkish-themed restaurant and we could, it's going to be this. Well, I tell you what, sign me up. I'm up for that. I'll certainly do that one. No question. Have you got a favourite song in the show? Do you know, I was just saying to someone else, that the, my favourite one was one that somehow had slipped through the net at the time, because I'm perfect age for this, and it was a Kylie Minogue one that was um, never too late, you've still got, you know that one. Well, I'd not heard that before. 
And then in the first week of the first workshop, that was in my mind. So I was waking up singing it like six days on the trot. That's why they're so clever. Because even ones you haven't heard before, you're thinking, I immediately know it and it's a favourite. You feel a real pressure. I mean, we've just been a, a showcase of the whole show of performing in some in front of somebody like Peter Water, Pete Waterman, who's this is his baby, this is his life, this is the essence of what he is. Well, of course, but the key thing whenever you perform anything on screen or on stage is you can never do it feeling in awe. You have to just tell the story, and that's really all it ever is. And if you tell the story, one of the loveliest things was how moved Pete was by one of the songs he was just tremendously moved by it because he could sense the, the feeling in the room and that's the thing you get these amazing songs and then you put them into musical theatre which is around a story and you suddenly hear them and it's the song you love but in a whole different context and I think that's Debbie's genius the way she's uh, putting this together and she talked about that in her introductory speech and uh, I've seen that type of thing done in things like Mamma Mia in Anne Juliet in other jukebox musicals um, that's what makes theatre special, isn't it? I mean, obviously, I'm a massive musical theatre fan, but to people who are not regular goers to this sort of thing, and they think, oh, it's just going to be a sort of, I don't know, a concert of Stockache and Waterman, that's not what it is, is it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even normally in musicals. For me, it was always plays until Debbie. But I tell you, all theatre, all good theatre is, all good telly, all good film is, is a story. And if you believe in that story and you get transported by the story everything else supports that story so it starts simply with an amazing story and i think we've got an amazing story for this one it's a jukebox musical but in a way it almost doesn't feel like it because the story is so strong give me an example if you can of, <laughs> i I'm might get a shot i'm, I'm trying to think of the, of the creative process and imagine it in my mind so you are there debbie's there you're on stage and she <laughs> says Adlib. Right, I'll tell how you does this. that work? And how did that work for you? Okay, I'll tell you what it would be. So I can give you an example. I'm the hotel manager. I told you that, so I'm not giving away secrets. And the family have just arrived in Turkey. And she'll say, so you're in this hotel, and I'd like you to show them around. And you will stand up, and you will start to improvise. And you'll think, okay, well, I'm going to take them to the bedroom, and I'm going to talk them to the bedroom, and I'm going to take them to the swimming pool area, and I'm going to talk to them about the massage parlour, and then I'm going to tell them about the restaurants. And then what happens is you'll notice certain things are emerging, and then you'll go home that night, and you'll think, oh, here's a better way of putting that. And so it sort of emerges, but it's always the words coming out of your mouth. So that's sort of how it is. And it is exactly how Debbie did Nativity the Musical. So I'd done that one with her before but it, it works a treat the really gag, you, did you put any humor gags oh yeah it? so that's all so my my character's doing a lot of that and you're beginning to find it and then you begin to think okay here's a better way of putting it and so eventually what emerges is a sort of script but it emerges and can stay fluid but also during previews of course here in fantastic manchester we'll be honing it they're going, okay, they really go with this. Let's just extend this. Not going for that. Let's get rid of that. And so that's what the, the preview process is like. But here, it never involves rewrites. It's emerging. And we're learning, okay, they don't like that, but they love this. We're going to go with that. And so it sort of grows in a slightly different direction, always. So how does it feel then? Because you will have an understudy. You will not always be available either <laughs> for holiday or sickness or whatever. And somebody else will fulfil your role saying your lines that you've improvised. How do you think that's going to feel? 
Well, do you know, I remember the first time I ever had to go off, I had acute laryngitis when I was in the West End, and my understudy had to go on, and oh, I felt... What was that in? It was in the mousetrap when I did that one, and oh, I hated it. I absolutely, it was like, mix off. But at the same time, you understand that you have to have that, because every now and again, you might just have a migraine or something that means you really can't see and can't go on. But I'm old school, so I'm of the belief that if you have a pulse... You really must try and get on. It's only if you absolutely can't, because that's your respect to the audience who are paying. You try and get on no matter what. It's funny, Hugh Coles originated George McFly in Back to the Future, and he, in the workshops, came up with a line about Mick Jagger and Dick Jagger, and I've watched other people do that. And every time I watch it, I think that was his line. He invented that line. He said that line. That's how the, the pride you can feel, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, look, and also working with Debbie, is she's tremendously collaborative. So you genuinely do feel you can try. And I would say in a Debbie Isaac musical, if you want a better exit line, think of one. Try it. She might say no. She might say yes. But try. And so she's not precious at all about the actual words you use. She just needs the effect of it to really hit final question is a more general question really I mean we obviously want to celebrate this particular musical but you've been in other things and you've watched other things what's your favourite musical and what's your favourite song from a musical oh gosh that's such a good question now I'm going to take you right back to my childhood and I was taken to the theatre to see My Fair Lady and the song I absolutely fell in love with is I Wouldn't It Be Lovely so I like that one. We'll so play that's, that for you. That'll be my Desert Island song then. Thank you. Good <laughs> pleasure. Especially then for Jamie Chapman, one of the stars of the new musical I Should Be So Lucky, the stock aching Waterman extravaganza, which opens in November at the Opera House in Manchester. Here is Wouldn't It Be Lovely by the brilliant Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Stand up, gentlemen. We've got a blooming heiress in our midst. Would you be looking for a good butler, Eliza? Well, you won't do. <laughs> it's rather dull in town. I think I'll take me to Paris. Mm. The missus wants to open up the castle in Capri. Mm. <laughs> me doctor recommends a quiet summer by the sea. For this year, Eliza Beeritz. <laughs> All I want is a room somewhere far away from the cold night air with one enormous chair. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? Lots of chocolate for me to eat, lots of cow making lots of eat, warm face, warm on my knee warm and tender as he can be who takes good care of me oh wouldn't it be lovely lovely 
a room somewhere Far away from the cold night air With one enormous chair Oh, wouldn't it be lovely Lots of chocolate for me to eat Lots of coal might be lots of eat Warm face, warm hands, warm feet Oh, wouldn't it be lovely Silence, no surprise or analyze, speaks in violence, 
even a little guidance I'd tell you if I could Like looking in a cloudy mirror The future's here, I fear her Life's clearer, the end is growing nearer Just keep fighting for the good Ten cents a comet A tired hero stand upon it Is the price we all must pay I wonder who will save the Savior. Can we really do this all day? So here I am, now and also then. Just a man looking back to where he's been. Road is rough and wounds are healed by a thing called time. Can't forget what's waiting at the end of Riding on the wall that I'm not sighting Looking for that silver lining If you don't On the left you run America's favorite sun But remember where it's going And how it It's time to show So here I am Now and also then Just one man Back where he's been Into the show last week, you'll have heard that song, End of the Line, from Rogers the Musical, which is a Marvel show which appears in a theme park only, the California Adventure over in California, of course. And I just thought I'd play it again because I think it's a great, great song. Right, we're going to meet somebody now who was a star in Doctor Who. Recently, he was in the Wagatha Christie saga, which was, of course, Larry Theatre in Manchester. His name is Nathan McMullen. But of course, he's going to talk principally in this inter- part of the interview about Doctor Who. <laughs> Nathan McMullen was a guest of mine a few weeks ago. He was in the Wagatha Christie saga at the Larry Theatre in Manchester. He's also played Finn in Misfits and Wolf the Elf in Doctor Who. So what was that like? 
I guess depending on your attachment to the show, it can be different. Um, so for me, it, it was it was different in the sense that not only working on such an iconic show um, and with some great actors, it was working with Nick Frost. I think that was like the first time really, as an actor that I felt like kind of starstruck. Like I grew up watching, you know, Space and um, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Like they were, you know, that's my my humour. I, I love them them kind of shows and them films. Um, anything Edgar Wright does. Uh, so yeah, working with Nick Frost was like a big thing for me. Um, and it was during it was during the time of um, me son being born. I actually missed the birth of my son because I was away in Cardiff filming. Um, so yeah, it was not only to film that show, but at that point in my life, it was there was a lot going on. Um, so it's something that uh, is very poignant in my life. Um, in terms of like the filming, it's not too different to anything else. You know, you're, you've got a bunch of actors, you've got a set, you've got a director, you've got producers. It's, it's what you put into it, um, you get out of it. So, yeah, I, I enjoy my time on that show and and also working with the actors that I worked with. Like I just, yeah, I loved it. And I was at a Comic Con last week, and uh, Freeman Adjiman was was there, and she did a Q and A, and I did put my hand up. I nearly asked a question, and the question I would have asked, I'll ask to you really, which is when you are an actor and you get the opportunity to perform in a a, sci- a long running sci fi show like this, do you think, oh, this gets me into a world of Comic Cons, and you know there is a fandom that is associated with those programs? I'm pretty sure you probably have to sign pictures of you as the as Wolf and everything. It's it's all part and parcel of it, isn't it? Yeah, I to be honest with you, I I didn't realise like how how much kind of um attention even, you know, just from doing the one Christmas special that it, it would get, you know, suddenly once it had been aired, like for months, even now I still get like, you know, uh, invitations to different um Comic Cons or events. Um it's massive. Uh, it, it's it's yeah, it's huge, and I just I didn't expect that just from that one episode. To me, I just thought it'd be like you know um, characters that you might see more than once, or that have like more of an affiliation with it. Um, so yeah, that was something that I, I, after uh, filming it or after the end, I loved. Like I think the events are, are amazing. Um, I love comic cons, and I've taken my kids to um along to some as well even just as like a fan a few years ago we went to the echo went to a comic con and the kids loved it um but it's not something that i thought about like yeah it wasn't something that i thought about like when i got it i just it it, it didn't suit for me it was just about the job first you know like getting the job done and making sure that i've done the best job that I, i could do and then afterwards it's sort of when you go wow okay yeah like this there's a um, a lot of attention for this, you know, especially the, the Comic-Cons. I suppose you could say Misfits was a little bit like that as well, but what, what, what direction do you, I mean, I know you're in your, your 30s, so you've got a long career to go. Are there things that you, you're, I know you're in the middle of a show at the moment, but are you, have you got ambitions of going in a different direction? Or um, I've done a lot of theatre recently in the last several years. Um I've got another theatre show coming up once I finish this, which isn't something that I think has ever happened before, so I'm enjoying that. Um, just having a job, knowing I've got a job to go on to. Um, so that's a, a, a another theatre job in uh, Liverpool's Royal Course, um, the boys and the black stuff. But I think once once I've done that, I'm, 
I'm not someone, even though there is things that I'd like to do, um, I wouldn't want to kind of pigeonhole myself and just be like, well, next, this is what I want to do because, you know, things might happen and things might not happen. So um, there's certainly a, a, a lot more ambition for, I mean, more ambition for more TV work, um, film work. But we'll just see what direction that goes in for now. And, you know, I'm enjoying the work when it comes in. Um, so that's that's not to be scoffed at, I think. Um, even though it has been a lot of theatre and I would like to do CFA, it's something that I, I enjoy. Like, I, I love doing theatre, so I think that's why that has been the case as well. Can you sing? Would that be a direction musical theatre? I, I wish I could. Um, I, no, it is the safe answer. <laughs> I am in no way... Um, in any position to to be on a musical or in a musical, not on the West End, like the, they are fabulous singers um, and do an amazing job. Yeah, I wish I could sing like that. It would it would help me open up maybe a few more doors. I never say never. Um, let, let me just ask you this: that question. Then, have you got a favourite musical and uh, a song I can play from you from a musical? Um, I don't think I've got a favourite musical. I always. I used to be like, like growing up in my teens, I used to be like, um, oh, I don't really think I like musicals. And then every musical I've gone to since then, I've gone, loved it. Loved it. <laughs> the first one that I went to was um, Billy Elliot, um, which I loved. And then the last one that I went to, I took the kids to um, Bugsy Malone. So I'd, I'd love to hear anything from Bugsy Malone. That's Nathan McMullen, and he wanted something from Bugsy Malone, the musical. So here's, so you want to be a boxer? A boxer in the golden ring Can you punch like a southbound freight train? Tell me just one thing Can you move in a word like a hummingbird's wing if you need to? Ooh, that's fast Can you bob, can you weave, can you fake and deceive when you need to? Well, you might as well quit If you haven't got it So you wanna be a boxer Can you pass the test? I can tell if you got it in you I've trained the best Well, you work and you sweat and you bet Cause you trained you a buzzsaw Then you need to lose your mind When you find that your boy has a glass jaw So you might as well quit If you haven't got it Put him in the ring, Joe Look at what you found We can use a bunch, Joe Pushing him around We'll show him the ropes And destroy his hopes Put him in the ring, Joe Give the guy a chance Let him feel a sting, Joe We can make him dance We'll pump him to bits Then he'll call it quits For sure, Joe Come on, Leroy, come on So you wanna be a boxer Wanna be the champ There's a golden boy inside you Not a punch-out tramp If you listen and you learn There's an honor you can earn in the bend here When you do see the crown You're a king, not a clown, a contender But you might as well quit If you haven't got it Put him in the ring, Joe Something new to punch Let me have a swing, Joe Then we'll go to lunch We'll make it quite swift Then he'll get that drift Put him in the ring, Joe Chicken on a cart Let me have a wing, Joe Tearing him apart That chicken will crow Let me have him, Joe
Your local radio station for the Ribble Valley. On air, online and on your smartphone app. Ribble FM. Long ago In someone else's lifetime Someone with my name Who looked a lot like me Came to know a man and made a promise he only had to say, and that's where she would be. Lately, although her feelings run just as deep, the promise she made has grown impossible to keep, and yet... I wish it wasn't so Will he miss me if I go? In a way It's someone else's story I don't see myself As taking part at all Yesterday Nothing left to say Would he listen if I stay? It's all very well to say, you fool It's now or never I could be choosing No choices whatsoever with someone else's story from Chess in Concert. It's never been made into a film, the musical, written by Benny and Bjorn from Chess, but Nick Winston, who's one of the best directors and choreographers this country has ever produced, has been involved in so many shows, including a concert version of Chess in the West End just recently. And you'll hear much more about that in just a moment. Uh, but first of all, what about his origins? How did he become what he is? And what are his passions in musical theatre? I'm a real big lover of rock music. So, um, you know, my dream as a kid, before, you know, you know rock and roll was very niche and uh, sort of, you know, the devil's music. 
And I always dreamed of doing a rock show. So um, when I got the chance to do Rock of Ages, I was, you know, that was another dream come true that I got to choreograph to that sort of music. Um, because growing up doing, you know, festivals or shows at colleges, you always end up doing, um, you know, Disney or Rogers and Hammerstein. And all I wanted to do was dance to Bon Jovi. Uh, so, and I guess part of that is the reason I became a choreographer because I was doing dance festivals and, you know, singing Chin Chimney. And uh, uh, I wanted to choreograph to the music that I loved. So um, I, I ended up choreographing as a teenager to Bon Jovi and uh, Kiss, my favourite band. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like probably rock is my favourite. I, I consider chess a rock musical. That's probably my favourite score. Um, but then, you know, I love doing the classics. I love Gene Kelly growing up. He was, you know, one of my heroes. Bob Fosse, one of my big heroes. So it's great to tap into all these different things. It's funny you should mention chess again because chess is probably my favourite musical along with Les Miserables. I'm a big uh, Benny and Bjorn fan and you will know uh, as well as I know that there has never been a film version and that when Tim Rice is interviewed he's always talked about it's it's an unfinished work, it's sort of, you know, uh, still not quite as it should be. What a challenge that would be for you as a choreographer and director with um, film ambition and Steven Spielberg ambition to be the one who turns that into the the definitive film. Uh, I'd love to, and I've, I actually asked him um, and his management if I could get the rights because I did want to make that my second film. But there's um, another producer who's got the rights, so they're they're not available. So it is in the works. But yeah, I can see chess as sort of almost like a James Bond epic espionage thriller, um, very much like. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service and to see all these beautiful, epic locations. So, I mean, if those rights from that producer, if they uh, run out, then I'll be on the phone and try and try again. I have to say as well, I've been seeing Elaine Page, Samantha Barks, Adina Menzel and various other people through the various tours that there have been um, perform. Samantha Barks is about as good as it gets. I mean, yeah. she is the number one at the moment, isn't she really, in the West End? Oh, she's absolutely brilliant, and she's also a really, really lovely woman. Um, very easy to work with, very professional, uh, committed to her job. Like all the top people are, really, they're all very committed. Um, yeah, she she was fantastic. Uh, nobody's on nobody's side. You know, uh, I do have a video clip that I'll watch to cheer me up now and then. <laughs> she's phenomenal. Given the the amount of work that you do and the portfolio that you have, first of all, how have you got time to talk to me? And secondly, how do you actually fit your life around about what you do? You you must never stop. You must be living this job 24 hours a day. Yeah, I've got um, very supportive parents that have supported me since, you know, I was four years old. My dad used to drive me to um, the Royal Academy of Dance on uh, Saturdays to do class in London. I lived in Northampton. Um, and they've supported me ever since. And I've um, the same with my, my fiance. I have two children, and you know, childcare we have to share and divide. And um, I'm very lucky to have those people around me because without them, I wouldn't be able to do the job that I do. What's the, what's the thing that you've done that you're most proud of? I'm, I'm not sure because I, I normally say it's chess in Japan because I thought that was. I was really proud of that, um, and I love the score so much. 
but I did a, a, the first sort of non-replica revival of Cats. Um, and when I was offered that, it was kind of like a poison chalice because, you know, the original production is so well known. We had, you know, a minuscule of their budget. So it was, um, and the choreography is so famous from Julian Lin. But I was really proud of it. And after we opened, I think I had to go to Japan, actually, to do the auditions for chess. And then I had to go to South Africa to do the auditions for We Were Rock You. So I came back after four weeks and I was seeing the show and uh, was able to sit there and just really enjoy the work that I'd done and just kind of in tears by the end of it. Um, Because sometimes when you're so close to it, you don't really um, accept or register what you've created. So having that distance and then coming back and, seeing it was a, it was a really nice moment this is a horrible question and uh, forgive me for asking it but is there anything that you look back on that you've done that you cringe at and think i wish i could go and do that all over again uh, i did a production of legally blonde at curve that um, i didn't direct but i choreographed and uh, i just don't think uh it was for me so but i don't think i'd go back and work on it because I, I just don't think the musical was right for me but that's probably one that I'm not proud of. <laughs> and when you look forward now to what's to come, because, you you know, there's so much you could do, are there yeah. things that you want to do or do they just all fall into place for you? Um, I guess, well, there are things I want to do. I want to create new work now. So um, I think it's a different thing to create a musical from scratch, you know, from the very beginning. And I'm doing that now. I'm working on... Um, Midnight Cowboy, which uh, I've had the rights to for three years, and that's in development. When I get back from Cape Town, we're going to do a week workshop on that, and hopefully there'll be a production the following year. So that's really exciting, working with the writer, working with the songwriter, and you know, creating new work. Um, I've also got uh, another project with Don Black we're working on together, which is, you know, I can't believe I'm sat in Don Black's house talking about doing a show and there's just man, he's got all these awards around. He's got his office sitting over there and you know, his Grammy over there and just can't believe you're there. So yeah, I think creating new work is is the the next thing and the thing I'm looking forward to most. There are a lot of things that you could do. I mean, I was speaking to Mike Bat not too long ago, who's, uh, of course, wrote the Wombles music and so much else, and he's talking about creating a new musical as well. And I know that you've been involved um, with one of your productions, the Hope Mill Theatre in, in Manchester, yeah. which which is a, a small, very small venue, and yet seems mm-hmm. to be very ultra-creative, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a fantastic venue. The boys are doing such good work there. Um, it's amazing what they're achieving in that tiny space on those small budgets. But I think they're making really smart choices. And, yeah, I think they're fantastic, uh, the way they've done there. Mike Bat's actually doing some of the music for the Dumb Black show, so we will get to work together, hopefully. Well, he's a genius too, just like you. Uh, I, want to, I want to just finish off by asking you about, and you could, blind me, you're, from your portfolio stuff you worked on, this could be anything. Um, I'm hoping it'll be one from, well, I won't say, but, but what's your favourite musical and what is your favourite song from a musical, which we can play for you? Oh, um, well, my favourite musical is Sunset Boulevard. Uh, I adore the score. Oh, God, favourite song. Uh, I think I love um, Pretty Women from... Sweeney Todd is probably my favourite. We did um, putting it together in Harrogate maybe 20 years ago. Uh, 
Patrick Fraser was in the cast and Alistair Harvey and they sang Pretty Women and it was like a really special moment um, to be there with them. Uh, so, yeah, I think Sunset and uh, Pretty Women. I was hoping you'd say chess, but we'll play Pretty Women for you. <laughs> and, and as this music is played, you won't hear it, obviously, on the show, but would yeah. you be imagining all the steps and all of the, the stage directions? Um, no, I think I'll just get caught up in the emotion of the song. Um, I mean, I've done Sweet Todd you know, a few times, actually. We did a production at West Yorkshire Playhouse, which is now Leeds Playhouse, but I went to the um, Royal Exchange, I don't know if you saw it, in Manchester. Uh and it's been uh, to Denmark and to Copenhagen. So um, I think Swing Toss is my favourite sometime musical. So, uh, yeah, I don't need to imagine because I've done it. <laughs> that is the brilliant Nick Winston. You will have seen his work. There is no doubt about that. He's been involved in so many shows like Bonnie and Clyde, Chess, Rock of Ages, Bugsy Malone, which we played a track from a little bit earlier on, and so, so many more. This track, which toured recently. What an absolute talent he is. He selected Pretty Women from Sweeney Todd the Musical, and, of course, his wish is my command. Mr. Todd? At your service. An honour to receive your patronage, my lord. You know me, sir. Who in this wide world does not know the great Judge Tuppin? What may I do for you today, sir? Stylish trimming of the hair, soothing skin massage. Sit, sir. Sit. You see, sir, a man infatuated with love, her ardent and eager slave. So fetch the pomade and pomade stone and lend me a more seductive tone. A sprinkling, perhaps, of French cologne, but first, sir, I think, a shave. The closest I ever came. And a merry mood today, Mr. Todd. Tis your delight, sir, catching fire from one man to the next. Tis true, sir, love can still inspire the blood to pound the heart, leap higher. What more? What more can, can man require? More than love, sir. More than love, sir. What are women? I ask women. Pretty women. Sipping coffee, dancing. Pre- 
pretty women are a wonder. Pretty women sitting in the window or standing on the Secret 
FM streaming from our website and on smart speakers live and local across the Ribble Valley Ribble FM News From the Sky News Centre at 10, ministers are under pressure to rethink the policy on travelling to Greek islands where there are mass evacuations caused by huge wildfires. Many insurance policies won't pay out unless the government changes its official advice, telling tourists not to go. In the absence of that, though, Raymond and Julie Harvey are heading to Corfu as planned. No one said you can't go, but if we don't go... Do we forfeit our holiday? Helen Massimo's holiday to Rhodes on Monday has been cancelled, but credit could take 28 days to reach her account. To try and book something like to like, at the moment we're looking to pay an extra £3,000 on top of what we've already spent. Well, we can't afford to spend that. Meanwhile, two pilots have died when their firefighting plane crashed in Evia. Elsewhere, six men have been found guilty of murder for their part in explosions in Brussels in 2016. 32 people died in terror attacks at the airport and on a train. A brother's facing life behind bars for sexually assaulting his sister before murdering her in the woods. Connor Gibson attacked 16-year-old Amber in South Lanarkshire in 2021 and was today found guilty. A man and a five-year-old boy have died at a house in Leicester. Police say an investigation is in its very early stages. Nigel Farage thinks Nat West's chief executive should resign after she admitted discussing his finances with a journalist. Dame Alison Rose says she made a serious error of judgment. The BBC apologised earlier this week for inaccurate reporting when it alleged the former Brexit party leader lost his Coots account due to insufficient funds. He now alleges customer confidentiality has been broken. Border making this really rather clumsy attempt to rally around her. I, I do not believe for a moment she'll be there by the end of Friday. And police officers in Scotland can keep their beards for now. Bosses have pushed back a decision on whether to ban them after heavy criticism. That's the latest. I'm Anna Bates. 
I'm Ian Cheeseman and this is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. If you missed the first hour, you missed an absolute treat. We had some great guests and some great music. But in this hour, the second hour, we focus a lot more on the music and the music alone. So no interviews in this, just music. Now, I've tried to do something slightly different in this week's show. Um, we're going to concentrate on... Things from America, particularly, um, including an American version of a show that started in England at the Opera House in Manchester called Anne Juliet, which I recently saw on Broadway. But also, we know that Madonna's not been too well, but she appeared in a film called Dick Tracy and recorded some songs specifically that for that, recorded by Stephen Sondheim. And then there's the great musical film... I like to think of it that way anyway, because it had some great music in it, called Beaches with Bette Midler. So we're going to play songs from those three musicals, starting with Anne Juliet, which is a musical of the music of Max Martin, the Swedish songwriter, but the story of Romeo and Juliet twisted a little bit. Very, very funny. This is the first song, or one of the first songs from the show. It's called Baby One More Time, made famous, of course, by Britney Spears. <laughs>
I'm feeling sexy and free Like glitter's raining on me I'm like a shot of pure gold I think I'm about to explode I can taste the tension like a cloud smoke in the air Now I'm breathing like I'm running Cause you're taking me there Don't you know You spin me out of control The English version of Anne Juliet was far superior to the US version. I couldn't get over the fact that Shakespeare had an American accent. Anyway, Anne Juliet is going to tour the UK, I believe, in the next year or two, so look out for the English version. Go and see it. I highly recommend it. As I say, it features the music uh, written or co-written or produced by Max Martin, a very, very talented songwriter who not many people will know the name of, but honestly, you'll know his songs. That was Domino before that, Baby One More Time. Another... Britney Spears song now, and this hour obviously features a lot of what you might call pop music within either a musical film or a musical show. I make no apology for that, we just do something slightly different this week. This is I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. I used to think. I had the answers to everything But now I know Life doesn't always go my way Yeah Feels like I'm caught in the middle That's when I realize I'm not a girl Not yet a woman All 
future and how much she needs me. Juliet is a big girl. She must be at least 14 by now. She's in her 20s. She's there, you go. And I am supposed to stay here with you when I don't even know what's going on in your heart. If you want it, take it. I should have said it before. Try to hide it. Fake it. I can't pretend anymore. I only want to die alive. Never by the hands of a broken
stops when you look at me. Just one touch now, baby, I believe this is real. So take a chance and don't have a look back. Don't have a look back. This is the part Out of place, like something knocked you off, off your wave. You try to lift your head up to show them what you're made of. I used to always feel too afraid to take that extra step, make a change. But now I gotta stay.
That's an original song from the show and Juliet. The US version we're playing tracks from today. I've played tracks from the English version before, which I actually think is superior. I thought you might be interested to hear the American version. Before that, Teenage Dream and Break Free, and I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Uh, the big song at the end that Juliet sings, which is all about uh, promoting feminism and the strength of women, which I absolutely thought is a pr- tremendous song to do it to and a great story to tell as well. This is called Raw. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath Scan her rocks a boat and make a mess So I sat quietly Agreed politely I guess that I forgot I had a choice I let you push me past the breaking point I stood for nothing So I fell for everything You held me down but I on 106.7 FM via the app for all smartphones.
streaming from our website and on smart speakers. Play Ribble FM. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. The next musical or film with music in it that we're featuring is Dick Tracy. Remember that film? Tracy was a 1990 film, and of course it depicted uh, America back in the 1930s, the comic strip character of the same name. It starred Warren Beatty, who was one of the producers, Al Pacino, Madonna, but there were also cameos by Dustin Hoffman, by Mandy Potemkin, James Kahn, Dick Van Dyke. What an all-star lineup! Uh, William Forsyth, Catherine O'Hara, what an absolute all-star cast. Madonna made an album called I'm Breathless, which is described as music from and inspired by Dick Tracy. And the music was written by Danny Elfman and Stephen Sondheim was involved too. Here are three of those songs back to back. Sooner or later, more and what can you lose? All by Madonna and guests from the film Dick Tracy.
from Dick Tracy before that more sooner or later Dick Tracy the 1990 film also starring Warren Beatty and with music from Stephen Sondheim we move on to the film Beaches starring Bette Midler right after this Clitheroe Gisburn Worley this is your local radio station this is Ribble FM
And on this show, Break a Leg with me, Ian Cheeseman, is all about theatre and musical theatre. And so I'm stretching the rules a little bit today, but it's my show, so I can do that. And I'm featuring a couple of films. We just had Dick Tracy. And this is Beaches, a film made back in 1988, which centred around a lot of great music, particularly sung by the great Bette Midler. Now, this is a comedy-drama film. 1988, it was made based on Iris Rayner Dart's 1985 novel of the same name. It was directed by Gary Marshall. It starred Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey as the two friends whose story is told so um, empathetically, I would say, all the way through. Mayim Bialek, who was in uh, uh, Big Bang Theory, the comedy on TV, if you've ever seen that, played the young Bette Midler, if I remember rightly, in the film. And there are some great songs in it, probably the most famous one being The Glory of Love or The Wind Beneath My Wings, but next up is I Know You By Heart.
Great Bette Midler from the film Beaches, uh, which was made way back when, 1988. That's it for me for this week. Two songs to go, the glory of love and the wind beneath my wings. If you're in a show or you're watching a show this week, break a leg. See you next week. This is a song I've been singing for a long time. It's like an old friend. But you know, I think it, it's only recently that I discovered what it's really
Without a 
Gisburn, Longridge, Clitheroe. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. No more talk of darkness. Forget these wide-eyed fears. I'm here. Nothing can harm you. My words will warm and calm you. Let me be your freedom. Let daylight dry your tears. I'm here with you beside you to guard you and to guide you.
106.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley. Ribble FM News.